Our experiences with people could be bitter or sweet. Of course, we all desire to have relationships where we can be fully seen, fully heard, and fully loved. My hope is that this podcast will help you navigate your relationships from friendship to dating and marriage so that you too can enjoy beautiful relationships. My name is Onome, and together we're growing and becoming. Hello, welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast. I'm so excited right now because it's Sunday. Sunday is my favorite day of the week and probably my favorite day to record as well because I'm just happy, feeling very content, feeling high spirited. I mean, obviously I've spent time in church. Church is also my favorite place in the world after my home. Anyway, to the main topic of the day. Today we'll be talking about toxic relationships. Okay, let's establish one fact. Toxic relationships is not restricted to romantic kind of relationships alone. You can be in a toxic friendship. You can be in a toxic family relationship. You can be in a toxic um, acquaintanceship, work relationship, whatever it may be. However, this episode primarily focuses on toxic friendships and toxic romantic relationships. So I want to start by explaining what toxicity in relationships mean. What is a toxic relationship? Very simple. A toxic relationship is one that has unhealthy dynamics and causes you frequent and unnecessary distress or harm. They tend to make you feel misunderstood, demeaned, or attacked, whether that's emotional attack or physical attack. And that's just not how relationships should be. A good relationship should make you feel safe. It should make you feel supported. It should make you feel heard. I mean, the intro to this podcast says it all. Now, you see, a good relationship is not without its issues. Obviously, it's still imperfect people involved. So there will be roadblocks here and there. There might be challenges from time to time. But a good relationship is one where you can still come together to make decisions on things. You can come together to resolve issues when they arise. But then you see that toxic relationships tend to deviate from what the ideal should be. Now that we understand what a toxic relationship is, what are the characteristics of a toxic relationship? Mind you, most of these characteristics apply to both friendships and romantic relationships. The very first thing on my list is poor communication. No, scratch that. Bad, awful, horrendous communication. So if you are in a relationship where there's constant criticism, perhaps you do something and you are met with such extreme scrutiny, it's almost like you can't do something without getting a lecture. If there is mockery, Right, you do something and someone is just making fun of you, or you dress a certain way and they're making fun of you, they're being overly critical, they're throwing insults at you, they're yelling when they're upset, when they're stressed, they are just so foul with their language. And obviously, when there is bad communication in the friendship or the relationship, the tension begins to rise in the relationship. 
And then you start worrying about bringing up problems. And so you are avoiding conversations. You're being evasive. You are being conflict avoidant because, well, I don't want to rile this person up. I don't want them to feel stressed out or tensed by my question or by anything I'm doing. And it's crazy because your words are meant to give life. Your words are meant to build up and not destroy. Now, so if your words are doing the opposite to someone that you claim to love, then that's a very toxic behavior. So that's the first thing. Second thing is envy or jealousy. This happens both in friendships and in romantic relationships. Jealousy in itself is a normal human feeling. However, when there is extreme jealousy in a relationship, that is a glistening red flag. Extreme jealousy just shows that there is no love in the relationship. You know that someone is being extremely jealous when they start thinking of you in a negative light. So if something good happens to you, they're harboring negative thoughts rather than positive ones. They're speaking negative words rather than positive words. And this is something that happens frequently. So much that you begin to withhold certain information. They're constantly asking you, where are you? How are you with? Da, 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 da. And the next thing you know, they become controlling. They're trying to force you into this tiny box that's my, that, that might potentially be palatable to them. Because the real you is too big to conceive and they just cannot have it. One thing that comes out of excessive jealousy in a relationship is that you tend to feel as though your behaviors are a bit restricted. Because now anything you do might be met with a negative response or negative reaction. And so you know, you no longer want to do these things that matter to you. And sometimes it might even lead you to let go of relationships. Imagine being in a relationship with a man that gets upset because the person who's taking your order at McDonald's is a man. And before you think, well, that's extreme, that doesn't really happen, you don't know what's going on in this world. Perhaps you are in a relationship with a woman who's upset that all the people on your team at work are women. How is that your fault? And one thing about jealousy is that it branches out into many things. Then you start seeing traits of controlling behaviors. They are constantly monitoring your whereabouts, asking you where you are, who you are with, what you are doing, why you are doing it. Don't get me wrong. It is perfectly okay for your partner to want to know your whereabouts or to want to know or want to have details about your day. These are normal things. However, if you are starting to feel scared or withhold certain information, perhaps you're being pushed into lying, then I guess it's worth taking a step back to ask yourself, why? Why is it that I am so worried to let this person know that I am literally just walking on the streets or I am at a supermarket? I just want to get something quickly. Why do you, why is it such a problem if you missed his call or her call? or you didn't respond to their text within record time. That's not healthy. If there is no trust in a relationship, I don't think it should exist. It's a different ball game if you're talking about marriage, right? Where there used to be trust and one thing or the other happened. Now you have to rebuild it. Different story. I'm not talking about marriage. I'm talking about dating relationships here. I'm talking about courtship even. Anything that is not the marital covenant. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about today. Because if there is no trust, the basic thing that should make up a good foundation of your relationship, if that pillar does not exist, why are you 
there. Another characteristic of a toxic relationship. And I'm going to start with my personal pet peeve. Lateness. Chronic lateness is such a huge sign of disrespect. Because what will it take for you to schedule your time in such a way that it accommodates your partner? What is such a big deal for you to communicate to your partner if you are running late? If this is a one-time thing, or maybe twice, good. But if it's recurrent, like you wait and wait for your partner and they do not show up, or for your friend, they totally forget about you that day. (laughs) Like imagine this situation. You are supposed to meet up with someone who claims to be invested in you or someone who came to care about you right now other things have come up during their day and they can no longer accommodate the hangouts or the outing whatever it takes nothing on god's beautiful earth to send a quick text even if you were so busy it takes absolutely nothing to sneak under the table and just say can't make it. I am so sorry. Work has come up. I will call you as soon as I can. At least they know that the date is cancelled. They can stay at home. Obviously, they'll be wondering, oh, how come? Why? They're trying to piece all these ideas together. And of course, to my overthinkers, please don't jump into assumptions. It's always good to ask questions first. However, I digress. Imagine a situation where they are no longer able to accommodate the outing or the date or whatever and rather than communicate this to you with clear words like a human being they just leave you stranded they ghost you now you probably are out of the house you are on your way to where you're supposed to meet up unfortunately for you you've you got you get there you're waiting you are calling them they are not taking their calls they are not responding to your text message that is so rude that is so disrespectful. If that happens once, and obviously they come back and tell you, this is what happened to my to me. My car tumbled and fell over a bridge. That's why I couldn't take your calls all day. That's why I couldn't communicate with you all day to let you know that I will no longer be able to meet up. You know, maybe they explain. And, you know, that's the last time that happens. But no, that's not the last time it happens. It happens again. And then it happens again. And usually it takes different forms. So you can never really say, okay, you've done this exact same thing twice. You cannot be like, okay, well, I didn't really, he didn't really do this or she didn't really do this. But then mm, now you're making excuses. Girl, boy, man, whoever's listening to me right now. Oh my God. I don't know how people do it. And it's worse if they are in a relationship with you. If they are your friend Someone that claims to love you would disrespect you so bad that they will leave you stranded outside. And imagine if they now reach out to you two days after. (laughs) God, please, God. Nah. (laughs) There are other behaviors that show disrespect. For instance, if someone constantly pulls you down, they are constantly looking for ways to make you feel less of yourself. This could be through their words, but then it could be through their actions. For instance, if someone never ceases to embarrass you in public, especially when there are a lot of people there, they will probably make a snazzy remark or 
they'll do something to make you look silly in public. It could be things as horrible as name calling. Oh, you fool. You're such an idiot. Why is your dress so ugly? You look terrible. Oh my gosh, your breath smells. In public, there are people who just talk down on other people. There's one I really don't like, and that is reminding people of their mistakes. So perhaps someone did or said something in their past. It is disrespectful. I don't care what they did. If you have chosen to be friends with them, if you have chosen to be in a romantic relationship with them, you shouldn't constantly be bringing things up. Emphasis on constantly. The reason I'm emphasizing on the fact that these things need to be repeated behaviors is because people will make mistakes. People will hurt you. Sometimes someone can say something to you that they should not have said. And this is not their typical behavior. They have just acted out of line. They're sorry. It will never happen again. Most likely it will never happen again. That is fine and good. You know, to err is human. We would hurt each other at some point. However, if someone is constantly reminding you of your mistakes, they're so disrespectful of your feelings. They don't care what happens to you. They don't care how you feel. Yeah, that's, that's a toxic situation. Or perhaps they are constantly amplifying your weaknesses or what they consider to be a weakness anyway. I remember I was in a friendship with this, with someone. There was this girl. I really love this girl. I feel like every Tom, Dick and Harry <laughs> knew that ah, I really liked this girl. In a way to ridicule me, she made fun of the way I dressed. She made fun of the way I spoke. She made fun of the way I walked. And I was just so confused because I'm like, ah, am I that bad? Like, do I speak funny? Do I dress that funny? I became so self-conscious because my friend kept putting me down and I didn't realize then that it was disrespectful. I just found it a bit uncomfortable. I didn't really know how to process what I was feeling. I just knew that I did not like it. Like it was almost like every time we got to spend some time together, I would leave feeling a bit unworthy and it just wasn't, it wasn't a pretty feeling. And don't worry, I'm no longer friends with this person. I love myself too much to subject myself to such horrible friendship. If someone is a serial cheat, that in itself is more than enough reason for you to end the relationship. Please, if you are in a relationship where your partner is constantly cheating on you, there's just always one case of infidelity or the other. I beg you end the relationship. It's okay to end a relationship. You don't have to subject yourself to such ridicule, such embarrassment. This is for my girlies and my guys who are in regular, schmegular, platonic or romantic relationships, not for married folks. Okay? Thank you very much. And the thing about people who are cheats is that they will lie. Ah. Have you seen someone cheat on their partner and just be like, hello, darling. Yeah, I just got done cheating. Um, See you later. Bye. No, they'll make up stories about their whereabouts. They'll lie about who they've been hanging with. And lying is so unattractive, guys. Now, one more thing I want to say is a good relationship will never make you ignore your own needs or your wants to constantly accommodate that of your friend or your partner. Emphasis on constantly.
maybe you have to give up something to accommodate something for your partner or your friend. That is that in itself is a sign of love. However, if you are being compelled to constantly ignore your self-care, your personal needs, your wants, your hobbies, your interests, just because you are worried or you are scared, a relationship is one where the other person is trying to outdo you in love. If they see that you have an interest, they want to invest in it. They want you to give it your best. They're encouraging you, checking up on you. That's how it should be. You should feel supported. You should feel encouraged. You should feel motivated. You should not feel scared. That's not normal. And there's one that seems to be quite common with women. And this is not exclusive to women. I'm just saying that in my little corner of the world, it's more common with women. And that is unrealistic financial expectations. If your partner is constantly taking and taking from you so much that they're in debt and you're in debt too. Perhaps you're now trying to help them get out of debt and it's causing you so much financial stress, so much emotional stress. Then there's a problem there. Obviously, yeah, if at the beginning of your relationship, you and your partner had an agreement in terms of your finances and they are constantly disrespecting that agreement, they are constantly going against everything that you've agreed on, then that's not a good relationship to be in. If they're also making you venture into things that are unlawful, things that are contrary to your morals and your values, I don't think that's a situation you should be in. This doesn't fully capture all the characteristics of a toxic relationship. You can read more on that. However, I hope that with these, you are able to discern if you are about to enter into a potentially toxic relationship or you are indeed in a toxic relationship. I hope that you're able to discern it and you can take action. But then how do you protect yourself from a potential toxic relationship? In the previous episode, we talked about enjoying singlehood. We talked about the fact that people need to learn to be happy in themselves, to be content in themselves and not attach their values to a romantic relationship. Relationships don't make you. They won't make, they can't make you. They can't complete you. So you need to be content with yourself first. Because imagine if you were happy as you are and someone is constantly disrespecting your time by being late to everything. They don't respect your time. They talk down on you in public. They embarrass you. If you are complete in yourself, you wouldn't even be in that relationship for too long. Because you know who you are. You know your value. You know your worth. You know what your non-negotiables are. We talked about knowing what your negotiables and your non-negotiables should be. Learn about yourself outside the walls of a romantic relationship. Understand what your values and principles are. If you don't really have much of them, then use that time to establish some. Because if you are cheating in a relationship, it's because there is something about yourself that is lacking. You have not taken time to identify what that is. And let me tell you this, it would be difficult for you to do that within a romantic relationship. These are things you are supposed to identify for yourself outside of a romantic relationship. Even in terms of friendship, you should be content with who you are as a person 
then you'll be able to know the kind of treatment you deserve or the kind of treatment you should receive from someone else. What are your personal boundaries? What are the things that you cannot do to someone? And what are the things people cannot do to you? Learn those things. There are certain things that to you might be dismissible. Ask yourself why and if it is a healthy thing that you should keep ignoring someone who's constantly beating you up. It's a no-brainer. If someone is beating you, you should not be in a relationship with them. Don't be in a relationship with someone who's physically abusive to you. Know what your boundaries are. Because those are the things you take into a relationship. If you don't start for anything, you will fall for everything. Whatever they dish to you, you take it. That's not how life should be lived. Even in your friendships, there should be boundaries. People should not be comfortable to speak to you anyhow in public. You should not be that friend that they are constantly ridiculing in public. Why you? Why have you chosen to be the class clown? Why? These are things that should be clearly defined whilst you are single. It's hard to accept certain treatments, certain attitudes, when you already understand the value of you. When you understand who you are, what you bring to the table, what you carry. You need time and space with yourself and obviously with God. And please, you don't have to date everyone. It's not everyone you are attracted to that you should date or you should be in a long-term relationship with. If you notice some of these toxic traits early in the relationship, end the relationship. It's okay to take a break and be like, you know what? Maybe we need to go our separate ways before it gets out of hand. You don't have to wait for years. Save yourself first and then you can think of everything else later. Now, this is not me saying that at the slightest setback, you should run away from a relationship. Absolutely not. I have given you clear characteristics of a toxic relationship. I'm not saying that after one argument with the person you are dating, then you should walk away from the relationship. No, of course not. It's okay to give people second chances. It's okay to forgive people and give them a chance to do better. It's okay to walk through your differences peacefully. Give the relationship a chance if all these measures are in place. So please don't attach yourself to the idea of a romantic relationship. I hear people say, I don't know what it feels like to be single. It feels like normal life. Did they give birth to you with a boyfriend? All the years of your life that you spent single, what were you doing? Do those things. Go out and be a child. Play in the sun. Go hiking. Go for a picnic. Go on solo dates. Go to the movies. Hang out with your friends. Hang out with your siblings for goodness sake. Go out. Have fun. Hang out with people. Make friends. Make memories. Responsibly, of course. I know that there are people listening to me that are probably in toxic relationships. And maybe you're thinking, how do I get out of it? The short answer would be, just end it. But of course, this is a practical podcast. We talk practicalities. And I understand that it can be very tricky to navigate certain levels of toxicity in a relationship. Some of those relationships are life-threatening. So there is a lot of wisdom when it comes to getting out maybe you need to find someone to confide in let people know what you are going through 
perhaps look for someone with a bit of influence that can help you out of that situation if you are unable to do so yourself. However, if it's not a life-threatening one per se, even though I think all toxic relationships are essentially life-threatening, it's just that some are much of some are more like a slower kill than others. So if you are in one that seems to be less life-threatening, then have a conversation with them. Let them know what you are not happy about. Hear their response. If they are willing to admit to their flaws or their mistakes and are making a commitment to do better, fine and good. Obviously, not all toxic relationships are irredeemable, although I wouldn't bank on it if I were you. However, it is possible that you can come out of a toxic relationship, but it only takes both parties. So if you are stuck in a relationship, you don't want to leave, and you're hoping that somehow he or she will change, and they're not taking any actions towards changing themselves, I think you should just call it quits. It's okay to be single. There's no harm in being single. I think some of the best memories you might make in your life will be made while single. But a lot of the horrors of your life will be made being entangled with people you shouldn't be entangled with. I'd rather take the singleness enjoyment than to be booed up and suffering. And before you know it, you're in therapy. It's a vicious cycle. And it breaks my heart to see more and more people repeat these patterns. It's one thing if you've had one toxic relationship, but if your relationships are marked by toxicity, maybe there's maybe the issue is you, you. Maybe you need to go and sit down and ask yourself why you are attracted to evil things, to toxic things. It's possible that it might be a trauma response. It's fine to go and unpack some of these things. I talked about this in my previous episodes. Go and unpack your trauma. Find out why you behave the way you do. Find out why you accept the things you accept. Ask yourself if this is healthy or you do that with someone else. Allow them help you to understand some things about yourself so that you can make better decisions. I know some of you are scared to walk out of certain relationships because you don't want to be alone. That fear of loneliness is from the pit of hell. And there I say it's better to be alone than to be mixed up with the wrong person. At least if you're alone, you can treat yourself well. Or at least learn to treat yourself well because there are also cases of people who don't treat themselves well. So it's such a vicious cycle. It really stresses me out. Honestly, it does. I pray that you receive wisdom to discern a potentially toxic relationship and run for your dear life. This is a wake-up call. I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be open and that you can see, see things for what they are. Don't live on the past glories of the relationship. Don't live on how the butterfly season was. Live on the now, the reality of now. Because people are on their best behaviors at the start of relationships. You tend to see people's true character with time. And it's okay to walk away. Receive the strength to walk away. Please, make better decisions for yourself. Love yourself enough to not want anything less than the best. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if it blessed you, please do well to share. If there's someone you know 
who's in a toxic relationship and you think that they might benefit from this episode, please, by all means, share it with them. Thank you for staying to the end of this episode. For questions, feedback, and sponsorship inquiries, send us a DM on Instagram at gb double underscore podcasts or email us on the gbpod at gmail.com. See you on the next episode.